This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Hello, everybody. Such a cool episode to share with you today. I talked with Rhea Safford. She is the founder, the creator, the boss of Reorganize. It's a play on her name. Do you get it? She is a professional home organizer, luxury organizer. She has organized the homes of people like Chrissy Teigen, Paris Hilton, Kobe Bryant, the list goes on and on. In this episode, she tells us how a DM from Jen Atkin, 10 hours after giving birth, basically turned her entire company around or catapulted the growth of her business She was basically on the job with her two and a half week old son. It is such a cool story. We also get into home organization for families with young kids because we all know that kids come with a lot of shit. If you follow me, which you probably do, you know that I talk a lot about how Milo's toys are just all over the house. And I always say I was really into open concept houses until I had a child. And then I wanted the most closed concept house because his stuff would just scatter throughout the entire main floor of the house. So we talk about having a specific area that is strictly for toys so that even if they do get scattered about, you know where they go back. I also shared with Rhea how we are changing a spare bedroom to be a designated toy room. And she gave some awesome playroom tips, some that I am going to get started on right away because the closet that is in the now playroom is full of like bedding and random decor items that I haven't put up yet. So I just shoved them in this closet. Why? Like we have an entirely empty basement. So why did I shove everything in this closet? I don't know. So I am going to empty that out and use that closet as storage for the toy room. Genius. Yeah, this house has so much storage and we don't use it properly. So it's just chaos. And I was saying like 2022 is the year where I'm focusing on the house. I want it to be functional. I want it to be cozy and feel like a home. So that's my focus. Anyways, back to this episode. I know you guys are going to love it. She was so great to talk to. Amazing energy. I feel like I could talk to her all day. So without further ado, here is Rhea Safford in the mom room. I thought you could introduce yourself, your family. I know you have three young children and how you got into the organization space, because I've heard you say before that you're not naturally like a tidy or organized person. So how did that all come about? Yeah, so random, right? I feel like people are like, what do you do? I'm like, it's seriously a very random profession. So my name is Rhea Safford. I am a wife, a mom to three. All their birthdays are about to hit the next three months in a row. I'll have a daughter turning seven this month, a daughter turning five next month, and a son turning three in March. So it's like total, total crazy pants over here. And I'm the owner of Reorganize, which is the luxury home organization 
organization company originally based out of Southern California, and we have since expanded to Austin and Dallas. And a year ago now, my family moved from Orange County, where we had been for the last five years, and I'm originally from there, out here to, yeah, Frisco, just outside of Dallas. And now this is where we reside, but we're still servicing all those markets. So it's been a totally crazy ride. But how I got into it, yeah, I always love sharing that this truly was built on the foundation of a person who is not naturally this way. I use these examples so much, but I feel like it's such an easy way to understand how I feel about myself and my relationship to organization. I'm kind of like that trainer that you've hired for your fitness journey who lost 100 pounds and kept it off for 10 years. Like they figured it out and they maintained it. I figured this out and I've learned to maintain it or, I mean, it's always going to be a constant thing that you're doing, but I really made systems and organization a priority in my life. It wasn't that I didn't know how to do it. I just didn't care to do it. Was this before or after kids? Before. So before kids, I launched the business when my oldest was 16 months. So it like before kids, before getting married, like just my spaces would just totally go to hell. And then eventually there would be this tipping point of like, okay, I'm actually losing my mind. And then I would go like just totally nuts to where, I mean, you could just like eat off of the floor. You could find anything. Everything's perfect. And then I think just because I'm all over the place, my spaces would get all over the place. But then I'm, I'm sure as you're familiar with, as you get married, as you have kids, like you're just, you're inheriting someone else's shit and you're having to figure out what to do with it. You're like, wait, it's not just about me anymore. I have to like all your stuff and like you want to keep it. And so that really just started to change how I was looking at our spaces. And, you know, I wanted to be a, a good wife. I wanted to be a good mom. And I felt like I needed just more sanity in my own life. Like, living that way wasn't working for me anymore. Like I was just, I was feeling too out of sorts and I needed to feel way more put together. So I just had worked on it personally, but the business launched in 2016. I just, I mean, it was my side hustle for target money. I started it by myself. I was working for a commercial real estate company before that, which I had made six figures my first year after having Landry. So you would think like, okay, everything's great. My husband has a great job. I landed this amazing job. We have our first daughter. Like, we're not really concerned about finances. Why would anything change? We were in Houston at the time, and he was ready for a career change. I was miserable, miserable. Like, dropping off my daughter at daycare 10 hours a day, that's just not what I wanted to be doing. And nothing felt right. I wasn't motivated other than by the money to be able to help our family. Because I got pregnant at 23. So this was like, I was not ready for adulthood at all. Like, this was all just... I had to figure shit out really quickly. We both did. I mean, we were still in like the partying till 2.30 in the morning, enjoying dating life in Houston and then got pregnant and had to figure everything out. Yeah, they will change a lot. I know I'm bouncing all over the place. So I feel like there's so many different components to this story. So when we moved from Houston to California, my husband thought I was internally transferring within that job. That was great. It was in commercial real estate. I was an industrial broker, so like warehouses and land deals. It was so random, but I enjoyed it. Just didn't enjoy it for that phase of my life. And so I had had this idea my senior year of college because I just remember thinking like, I would want to be my own boss. Not that I mind taking direction from people or anything like that, but I just always felt like 
I like being in control. I like being the one calling the shots and, you know, to be able to be in charge of my own schedule and kind of, you know, just create something out of nothing sounded always really exciting to me. But as a senior in college, I'm like, okay, I don't even know which way is up. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like that sounded too crazy then. So then that thought came back into my head at this point, you know, my daughter was maybe just about to be a year when we were thinking about the move and all of that. So I basically came up with my little business plan, had my designer friend create branding. Like I had all of that before even showing my husband, like, I want to do this. (laughs) You sound like me. (laughs) I'm just like, please like, let me like, it sounds so good. Right. And because I I knew it'd be a hard thing to convince him of just because like, no, if you don't know what it is, like, you're just like, he's like, I don't, what? He's like, you want to go from what you're doing to organizing pantries. He's like, just make it make sense. <laughs> like, help me understand this and I can get behind it. So I'm very persuasive. I also like do not let things go. So there was no like, oh, we'll revisit this. It was like, I know what I want and I'm going to get it. So we can let me cry for a long time. You can just say yes now. Like, cause I needed his support. It wasn't like him allowing me to do it. It was, I didn't want that friction between us of him, you know, being too scared for me to take that leap. So tattoo. Yay. Supportive husband. Let's go for it. But he was also like, this needs to be profitable. Like, like we need to see that this can actually help us and our family or, you know, you're going to have to find a job obviously and, and be able to, to contribute here. So it started off like with much smaller goals of, I just need to be able to help cover mortgage. And I mean, that was all in 2016. I had a daughter in 2017 and my son in 2019. I feel like 2019 was really the year that reorganized the way people know it now began. Like when I first started, I was like going to my grandparents' condo for like weeks on end, like organizing (laughs) photos, getting paid. Like it just wasn't this true business yet. Did you build it through social media? At the very, very beginning, my first clients were actually through a mommy and me class. Okay. I was part of this mommy and me class and they, it was a seven week class and a different expert came and spoke every week. And so I was in it and it just so happened that I was part of this class when I like announced on my personal Instagram, the logo. And and it's like, it's like the cheesiest post. I'll look back at it from time to time. And it's like taking the plunge, like starting my own side hustle, like whatever, like go follow this account for all the tips and tricks. And I talk about this so, so much too, but It was a really weird thing all of a sudden being like, I'm a professional and you should pay me for this. You know, I had done close family friends and my family in my own homes. And so I collected photos of my work. Like, it's not like nobody could see that I was able to do it. I knew I was able to do it. And I become very like obsessed with certain things to where I knew that I would perfect it and that it could grow to be something. So the owner of this little mommy and me, she texted me. I was like, oh my God, I had no idea what you did. I would love for you to speak to our next session. I was like, no doubt, no doubt. would love to share <laughs> all my wise experience. No problem. And I always laugh because I prepared for this thing, which I don't know if you've done a mommy and me class. No, not like that. No one's listening to you. Yeah. You are covered in toddlers and goldfish. Yeah. No one cares. Okay. And I had been in the class. Like, I knew that it was like, oh, you're going to catch some tidbits here and there, but you're really just trying to keep your kid from, like, having a meltdown and being that a-hole that ruins it for everybody. I prepared for this thing. Like, I was going to a 100,000-person seminar. 
I was like, I'm going to hit these points. I'm going to change lives today. I mean, I was reciting it for my mom on the phone. I was like having my husband sit down. He was like, oh my God, like if I have to hear this one more time, like, Rhea, this is going to be great. But I always bring that part up because there was so much to be said for just one, how much I put into this at the beginning, my energy and searching for answers and trying to learn as much as I could, but also getting over that imposter syndrome, I had to prepare so much because I wasn't an expert yet. You know, like I, like before talking with you, you know, I love looking over like things we're going to address and stuff, but I didn't have, like, I'm not anxious. I didn't have to worry about what was going to be asked or like, oh my God, am I going to have to like think up some like random answer for that? Because I'm so much more confident with where I am now in this profession. And I'm like, okay, I am an expert, but there was so much time at the beginning where I'm like, like I'd be at clients' houses and they'd be like, oh, you're the expert. You know, what's your advice? And I'd be like, huh, huh. Oh my God. <laughs> Where I'm like sweating. Like, and obviously like I wasn't just like throwing a bunch of BS everywhere, but it was still so scary because it took a while for me to believe in myself, to like trust that like I knew what I was talking about. There's no like organization school where you have a degree and so you can be like, look, like I'm a licensed, you know. And there's like random things like, you know, different people have created like courses or certifications now, but come on. I roll. In case anybody's wondering, I rolls. Yeah, I roll. Back (laughs) up head. I'm just like, yeah, I could create a reorganized certification and charge people money. And I, that's a really touchy subject for me too, as far as the way, like I've, offer to do like one-on-one coaching, or I even did this, like, you know, people could sign up for these different Zoom sessions. I just wanted to try it out because I care so much about people who want to learn about their business and that they're getting the actual information they're asking for. I paid for the dumbest shit. I paid for a copywriting course. Why, Rhea? I don't know. Because I thought I had to write my own website (laughs) this was like like a nine-week course like two hours into it I was like no this is not for me absolutely not but like you just think like oh you need to do all these things and you just want the right direction so that's something that I've for sure tried to be as helpful as possible with I don't even know how I got into that I go on tangents My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. I've heard you tell the story about Jen Atkin messaging you. And I know that it was shortly after you had given birth and like the reorganized kind of catapulted from there and you had three little kids. So walk us through that because that's wild. It's my favorite story to tell, honestly. So this was March of 2019, March 25th to be exact, because that is my son's birthday. And this was 10 hours after he was born. Like I'm in a hospital bed. Mesh panties, nurses coming in, like pushing down on your stomach, like just the whole nine. I get this DM from Jen Atkin, which I, I hate even admitting this now just because I, of course, know everything about her and think she's the most incredible human being. But I didn't know who she was, which I think helped this whole situation. I could like play it cool because I'm just like... If people don't know who she is, who is she? So she, like, I mean, now it's that much more than even three years ago, but her real claim to fame originally was being the Kardashians hairstylist, you know, being on the show, being a part of that. I mean, now a way that hairline, hairline doesn't sound right. Hair product line? Hair care line? Yeah. Hair care line. And they also have like perfumes and candles. She's the owner of that company, just total boss babe. She also runs Main Addicts, which is essentially like a place to learn all about different like hair news, but also almost like an agency where their clients can book artists to go out and do their hair and makeup and all of that. So she's just like total boss lady. Amazing. And then obviously does hair herself, I feel like more sparingly and just for like the major people, the Kardashians, Dua Lipa, Hailey Bieber. Just, you know, random people. Yeah, it's just like a Tuesday for her. It's so crazy. (laughs) So I, thank goodness, didn't already know all of this or I would have been like way more stressed out. But I remember I didn't immediately say like, oh, I just had a baby because I didn't want to freak them out and have them look for someone else. I just knew this was going to be a giant opportunity. I went and did the consult and I remember, but totally still had mesh panties like under my jeans. I remember exactly what I was wearing. And she was like filming because she was going to do like a little like YouTube or IG reveal or something. And I was like, oh my God, like you just feel like, I was so over it. But landed the job. 
which is super, super exciting. So we did multiple spaces, but there was one space specifically, this beauty closet that I had set up a whole different way because it was supposed to be like a go-to for her hairstylist to come in and grab tools and stuff like that and to prep for projects. And then it's 2.30 in the morning, I'm feeding Jack, and she sends me a message and was like, I totally want to change what we're doing. And she sent me inspo pics of basically a bunch of different beauty products organized like ombre, like color, just so beautiful. And I was like, done, like I'll be there. And at this point, I mean, my son started on jobs with me at two and a half weeks. Wow. Crazy. I mean, I don't advise that, but like, yeah, <laughs> it was my team baby Bjorning him while I did container store runs. Absolutely. It really is that like commercial where she like hands the third kid to a mechanic. Like you're just, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Like my first was like three month maternity leave. Yeah. I did 12. 12 months? In Canada, it's typically 12. So I can't even imagine. No, I think that's the three months for my first. I mean, not enough time at all. Every single day, I was just like more and more hating that like my life was going to be leaving her, which funny enough, I'm like, I want all this time with my kids. Oh, let me just start a business. Like that's not what did it. I had to be away from my kids a ton. But I will say my oldest is in first grade now. And I like, I mean, next week I leave for a night or two nights. And that maybe happens once every three months now. Like I'm just, I'm barely leaving. I'm preparing breakfasts and lunches in the morning and picking up in the afternoon. And that was my goal. So it's not to say, it's just for anyone who's like, I want to try something and I have kids, you know, especially depending on what you're trying to do, it might keep you away from them for a little bit, but then you're really there. It's like me, like I'm very flexible. So that's kind of like a perk of working for yourself. You get to call your own shots and eventually... The hardest part for me was when they weren't all in school. So like that mom guilt was terrible for me. But that I didn't, like I chose to do a nanny that I loved and adored over the daycare at that point. But now here, my son, who's almost three, he's in a daycare and he loves it because there was like a year and a half to two years that we were all basically just stuck in our house together. So I'm like, hey, you need to be around people. Like he didn't need a one-on-one who was just keeping him in the same house. But yeah, so I totally digress. Jack, yeah, so he was like two or three weeks old when I started the Jen Project. The beauty wall, so I showed up the next day from her texting me that and she had all, she had brought everything down from upstairs and like categorized it all by color and left for like a two and a half hour workout. And I, I just really got to be super, super creative, which... I mean, creativity is involved with any sort of spaces, but there was like an artistic level to what I got to do. You know, it was truly just based on color. And, you know, I brought all these like different acrylic products, risers, turntables, and it was just so fun to take her inspiration and create this just like badass reality of what her vision was. And I, I just remember her reaction when she saw it. And that was the first thing like, like it was on Daily Mail and like, oh, wow, just like, like Yahoo News. And I was just like, what is happening? This is so crazy. And that, and I think I got like 30,000 followers from working with her, which was totally nuts. And before the Jen Project, my husband wrote on a post-it, I think he still has it in his wallet, the number of followers that I had. And it was like 23,000. And then it was just like crazy. Because then it was like just this steady giant growth because the people that I've you know, worked with like in a collaboration sense 
are so purposefully chosen because of what I think they're going to bring to me as like a person, as an entrepreneur, but also to the business, to exposure, things like that. Like there's so many different factors. And it was so important for me to do a collaboration of sorts with Jen first because she was not looking for all these handouts. She stopped me on her stairs and was, if you don't invoice me, I will never share your services with anyone. And I was like, Jen, oh my God, no, it's like no big. Cause I had gotten product sponsors. I was like, Hey, it's just my time. Like no big deal. And she's like, no, she's like, I started out in the service industry. The people with the most money were the people that didn't want to pay. And she's like, you need to know your worth. It was like this whole thing. And I was like, okay, okay. Like you said, so whatever. And I remember feeling so weird sending that invoice. I can totally relate. Cause that's how I have felt in this space, like doing social media, like partnerships and stuff. At first, you're just doing stuff for free. But after talking with other people in the space, that's kind of the advice that they gave. Like, you need to understand that the community that you have built is a lot of work and you need to be paid for that. But it is. It's like a difficult thing to get over. You you don't want to come across like greedy or like, I think I'm hot shit. You need to pay me this. But the the more you create or the more partnerships you have and you realize all the back end of what you're doing... Like there's so much that goes into it. And I'm so thankful for people like Jen. We have a family friend who has been in, you know, advertising and marketing for like 20 to 30 years. And I mean, she was just, I mean, basically like I should be charging for any minute of my time on the phone type of thing where, you know, kind of finding a happy medium of what made me comfortable, but also knowing like she helped me learn more of like the brand side of things. She's like, you know, having a TV sent to you, like, they have thousands of TVs just to be sent to. Like, that's nothing. You know, like, where in my head, I would think, oh my God, there's only a TV. You guys don't have to pay what? me. That's a freaking television. She's like, give me a break. No. Yeah. My first deal ever that I got paid for, oh my God, I was like, I'm basically famous now. It was for chat books for $45. And I remember my husband coming up and our Postmates was like 52. He's like, it didn't even cover dinner. I'm like, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> That was like our running joke. Like my first deal didn't even cover like just a random Postmates meal. But then you learn just so, so, so much from that. So that was major. I mean, Jen, then the introduction to Chrissy and doing Chrissy Teigen's pantry. I mean, that was, Jen opened that door for these people to know that I existed. The, The Chrissy Teigen project was the most just like, what is even happening right now? She like it was supposed to be like a one-off story she was going to be doing. We did it while she was on like a ski vacation with her family. So I thought like, ugh, you know, who knows? Like, cause I've had people just totally screw me over and like not even remotely do what they say they're going to do. But part of the way I partner with people is I don't give them a to-do of what I want. I feel like it's most genuine of like, do what you feel you want to do. I feel like our work is going to speak for itself and I want you to genuinely just share. And I'm literally holding my son. I think Connor took a picture of me and posted it when this was all happening. My phone's going bananas. Like people from middle school are texting me and I'm like, okay, what is happening right now? And then Connor opens his phone. He's like, holy shit. She posted on her feed. He's like, real, like, like so many photos. He got 1.4 million likes. Wow. I don't know if it's still the case, probably not. But at that point it was her fourth most liked feed post ever. 
Wow. And I I went very deep into French. I I would too. Yeah. People Magazine was calling me within 10 minutes. I mean, this was, if you search Chrissy Teigen Pantry or reorganize Chrissy Teigen, like it's everywhere online. And that was so crazy. And so when you go into these people's houses, like they're very high profile and they're just kind of like, here, go through all our stuff. So like a project like that is so much less personal when it's your pantry and like them not being there is no big deal. It's just like, okay, can we get rid of expired things? But our standard projects, like we have worked with, I mean, so many celebrities at this point and most of them just being our regular clients. And it truly is the same thing. It's, I think that's been the most eye-opening thing. And we've worked for seven billionaires at this point and like stars, they're just like us. Like just because you have like a staff of housekeepers or all of these things that might be keeping your house moving, nobody can make these decisions for you. And so like even they still need to find the time to know what they have. And that's really our approach at Reorganize is I'm not there like, you need to purge all this. You shouldn't have all this. It should look like no one lives here, which I feel like is so much pressure people have felt as like organization has become a fad and like, like nothing's supposed to be on my counters. And that's just never how we've been. Like mine's more, I want you to know what you have and why you have it. You know, I'm somebody who has enjoyed having things and displaying them. Like, you know, even like my shelves, like just like photos, like I love it. I love, I love organized chaos. I thrive on chaos in general. So I'm, I definitely come from a, I would never shame somebody for how much they have. Like, we just want you to understand what you have, why you have it, how you use it. And when you understand all of those things, you can really create a system that's just going to make you feel like you have your life together. But having a routine ready space, you're just, you're saving so much time, like searching for things all day. I knew that I was talking to you today. And the other day, my husband came home from the grocery store and he had bought salsa. And I was like, oh, like, I'm pretty sure we have salsa. But anyways, I reorganized a cupboard in our kitchen and I found four jars of salsa. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? My mom had like seven bottles of barbecue sauce when I did her pantry the first time I started this. Like way back when. I'll never forget that. Because you really do. When you don't know what you have and just having things set up in a way where you can see it so easily. Like our goal with space is like a pantry or a fridge or just food in general, is that you can open it, snap a pick, and be able to run to the store and see what you're low on. You know, that's why, you know, canisters aren't just because they look really pretty on Instagram photos. Like, there's a purpose for it. Certainly, you know, changing things into clear canisters. Like, I personally use that for all of our regularly eaten snacks. And people would think like, oh, if you're eating them so fast, like, they're not going to get stale in the bag. But it's more so that I know how much we have left. And in a canister, like, I can put... You know, I can get the giant carton of goldfish and decant it all. Or like, let's say it's like a smaller pack of like fruit snacks or something. Multiple of those fit in one to where you're minimizing your clutter elsewhere. And I feel like people think like there isn't more thought other than like, oh my gosh, it's just like extra bougie. Yeah, it looks pretty. Yeah, but it, it really, I mean, it helps keep me sane. I can clearly see my inventory and when it's time to restock. It makes it just a breeze. I love it. Even like things, you know, we buy our son applesauces or yogurts, take it out of the package. Like I hate when things are packaged and then you just shove it in the fridge and then it gets stuck at the back and you don't know what's there. I take every single one out, like break it apart, like set it up. I'm sounding like I'm an organized person. I'm not. 
But that's like one thing that drives me crazy is like the packaging. So I love the idea about like putting the goldfish in a clear container. Putting fridge organizer, like some someone might think like, I'm not going to spend $18 on a binge to put it in my fridge to set stuff in. But it does make a difference. Like we have in ours where it literally says applesauce on the front of one, yogurt, kids drinks. Again, so easy. I can snap pick up my fridge and know like, okay, super low on yogurts. There's a designated space. I know it fits four packages in there. And it just, it keeps things moving, but it also keeps like my fridge. There's nothing in there that I'm like, oh my God, when was this put in there? It's like, I'm regularly, because I'm taking this extra effort when like take putting all my groceries away will probably take like 20 minutes because I'm like restocking things, whatever. But then I just feel good when I open those spaces and I can find what I need. It makes such a difference. And we just got a new fridge and freezer, which is like, like not really a fan. Connor's like all into it. I don't think I am. But it's a totally different setup. We used to have the top and bottom fridge and freezer, and now it's the right and left. So I feel like I have to be like, get really low for fridge stuff, and I'm just not used to it. So I need to rework. Like I had this totally dialed in system for the way it was set up before. And now like this freezer feels way more out of sorts because before it was a drawer that had like dividers in it. So it was like done for me. But now I'm like, okay, I need to take the extra effort because it's starting to look like crazy socks in there. And it just drives me nuts. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night and I am obsessed. Along with incredible 
shampoo and conditioner. They have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair's too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Obviously, most of the listeners have small kids. Small kids come with so much stuff. And before having Milo, I was like, my whole house is not going to be full of, you know, like colorful toys. And okay, and that's my house right now. My house is literally just a giant playroom. So how can families get started? Because like our situation, we have a ton. This house that we moved into, the people that lived here before us were really into like built-in storage units, which is great. But like we don't use it properly. So if you were going to give families tips on how to get started, what are your go-to tips for how to organize it and how to get the kids involved? And yeah. So just, I mean, taking what you said, how you're like my whole house is covered in toys. I think for for people who just feel like literally these toys have taken over my entire house, starting there and designating a like true like base, like home base for your toys. So one thing that has really worked for me is I didn't set up my kids' rooms to also be play areas. Like I don't have a bunch of toy storage in there. I mean, of course they bring toys in there. Like my son, his room's pretty bare. Like there's nothing in there to where it forces him to play in the playroom. Ours is like an open play loft. And so that has made a really big difference because then it's like when you find stuff all around, you know the one place it's supposed to live. And so for people who are like, yeah, but you know, my living room's downstairs or another side of the house and my kids are always there while I'm doing kitchen, then it's that one main area is still your home base, but maybe you have two baskets or maybe you have one basket or maybe you have a console or built-in storage to where it's like, hey, these are the toys and those can be switched out with anything. Like then it's like, okay, you have friends coming over, you have shit on your floor, you can put it in that drawer and close it and you know, like, okay, so much with young, young kids is you need it out of your face. You just need to not see it. And, you know, obviously, you know, the one-year-old phase going into the two-year-old phase, like, they're not like, how can I help maintain systems for you, mom? They're just like, <laughs> I'm... And, like, what they play with doesn't make sense either. No. Like, my kids will have a hairbrush and a hula hoop and a toy truck, and, like, that all makes sense to them. And I'm like, sure. Whereas they get older, you know, you can really start to micro-organize. Like, this is where our puzzles are. This is where our paint is. This is where this is. When they're so young, and you're since three. Yeah. You know, he's really getting to the point now where he can start to understand how to find his things and where to put them back, whether it's, you know, things labeled with pictures or just the routine of finding them and putting them back with him. And this is not for like me to be on some soapbox, like my kids are like playing with a toy and then being like right back to their home. No, our house is a dumpster fire when they're playing. (laughs) It's insane. It's I know. Really. I'm like, you guys are animals. I don't even know how any of this happens. Like something will be perfect. And then literally I'm like, I, we have this like closet right off of the playroom, which like things are in bins and labeled and like so great. But my four-year-old just takes all the baskets down and like she just dumps them all down 
to where I'm like, okay, that has nothing to do with organization or like wrong systems. Like you're just being an a-hole and I don't know. Like, that is, like they're not even related. So I'm trying to get better at having them pick up the activity that they were doing before doing another one. And obviously having them home for winter break, it's like there's 80 things happening at once. But everything is going to take time. I know one of the questions was, you know, is it a quick process or is it something that takes time, you know, being organized? And I'm still learning ways to be more organized and to have better systems in this house. And I I will say that I really have figured out like my children's rooms, like that as far as like their clothes put away and like our systems there. Like I'm very, very, very good about when things don't fit and putting them in a, especially for people who know they're going to have more kids, having a too small bin and a too big bin. So if I get something that's not going to fit my son yet, that's in the too big bin. Like, you know, I was given all these clothes that were, four T's when he was born. So they lived in there. And then as he was growing in size, then I could go and look for bigger clothes in there that he was ready to wear. And then the two small bin. And then I just know like, okay, we're done with kids. Those go to my sister-in-law who's about to have boys. So like having just little systems like that for you, but also like different ways to get the kids involved. Like the more accessible their things are, like I feel like bigger messes are made when I try to put things up out of the way. Like then they're just like putting chairs on top of stools on top of something and trying to grab it. And it's just it's honestly just dangerous at that point. So ways for them to, to be able to see what they're looking for and grab it. And of course, keeping things way out of the way where they can't even try to get it. Things like paint or pens or that they can just go nuts and paint your house with. But I've really gotten my kids into purging like, not that they're like, mom, we want to purge today, but just <laughs> them understanding what that means. It's usually my six-year-old saying, this can go, and it's my other daughter. <laughs> She's like, uh, no. But they are starting to understand so much more of, it makes room for new toys, sure, but also like, these can go to someone else. And when I first got started, I had so many clients that would give me things for my kids. You know, like, I mean, we had a jump house that we would blow up in our house. And I got from a client who had 11-year-old triplets. And she's like, we don't use this anymore. Please take it. Like now as like a business, like we're not taking our clients' things. This was like, you know, mom to moms when I first got started of like, oh my gosh, you know. I remember one probably gave us like 60 Barbies. Oh, wow. So it was like reminding my kids how happy they were to receive these things and that those were other little girls' toys. Right. Okay. chose... For those to go. And you would have never been enjoying these if she didn't choose to like say goodbye to those toys. So again, that's not just like immediately, but you know, being so proud of them as they're saying, this can go, this can go. It really does start to make them feel good. And we're, we're kind of like reworking what our playroom looks like right now. And there's this like one table too many, this like coffee table. And my six-year-old was like, yeah, it's time for this table to go. We've had it for like three months. And my four-year-old's like, I love this table. And my six-year-old's like, Sawyer, we've had lots of memories with this table oh that we'll always God. remember. And I'm sitting there listening and I'm like, this is amazing. But She's a therapist. It was so, so funny. Which, wait, your psychology. Yeah. So much of what we do, like one of the biggest things, sorry, I'm like bouncing all over the place again. But these last couple months, something that's been so heavy on my mind is... I feel like people would always talk about how the state of your space affects you negatively, right? And what I'm realizing more and more is that the state of my space is a reflection of where I'm at here. 
It's actually the other way around. Like when I'm like just totally feeling like a hundred percent, I'm getting out of 530, working out, lunches are made, notes are done. I'm like totally great, you know, throwing things away immediately, putting caps on things. And then like the second, like life starts to get crazy or I feel anxious or overwhelmed. Like I can't even think about that. And everything just goes totally nuts. Some of my goals for 2022 is to be more focused and more, you know, like after daycare drop off, I come home, clean up the kitchen, get things ready to make dinner, like being more organized, like in my tasks that I want to get done throughout the day. Because what was happening was like you were saying, I was just like, chaotic all day. Like, oh, I got to make this TikTok. I got to do this. Going to answer these emails. You don't stop doing anything, but you're also like, what the hell did I do today? Yes. You nailed it. That's me every day where I'm like, oh my, I I didn't even sit down. Like, do I even even eat anything? And then I'm like, but actually like, what did I actually complete versus just running around? So now I'm making in the mornings, like a list, like, what do I have to do today? Okay. I have to get ready. I have, no, I have to Peloton first, get ready talking with Rhea, like going to make dinner, going to shoot some content. Like I have a clear goal. So do you make dinner during the day? Sometimes I at least do parts of it because when Milo gets home from daycare, sometimes it can be hard if my husband's not home to like do a lot of stuff in the kitchen. So like yesterday I cooked our chicken breasts during the day and then I just had to do like little stuff. And then it's like, oh, put everything together for 20 minutes and it's done. I just, I need to get, to get better at that. And it's so funny, like for a living, I organize people, but that doesn't mean that I just have my whole life together and that, you know, I have my lists for everything. Like if anything, it's, I do thrive on chaos and that's how I am personally. And I like, not the feeling of procrastination, but I like the feeling of like, oh my gosh, there's like a gun to my head to get this done. There's this deadline. I've got to make it. Like, I don't know why I do that to myself. But that's what I love of like, like I'm on a game show. I don't know. Like if me in a grocery store, it's just like, oh my gosh. Like I'm like, where's the timer? Like there's a timer. Yeah. You're like, I crushed this. Totally. totally. Like I'm just going full, full speed ahead. I just, yeah, I, I need to organize my brain. So I want to talk about a playroom for a little bit because for a while when Milo was younger, we had a play area that was close to our you know, everyday living space, because that's where we hung out. Now that he's a little bit older, what we're doing is changing one of our spare bedrooms into like a designated playroom. That's all it's going to be. So what are your tips for a playroom? Like, how do you organize the toys in different bins? Like, do you categorize them? Do you? Yes, yes. And the younger kids are, the broader your categories are going to be. And for your sanity, like this things need to make the most sense for the parents when the kids are so little. It needs to be easy to pick things up and put things back where they go. Cube storage units can be a great solution. Like, you know, just the furniture that has the open squares, then you can put square bins or square baskets. It's nice for like when everything's picked up, it really is like, okay, everything's super clean. The hard part with that could be that things make it into different bins. But I had that for so long when the kids were little. And it really is just like, me staying on top of, you know, every two weeks, just pulling them all out, making sure everything's where it needs to be and then putting it back in. And if anything, it forced me to just keep reassessing what they had, if anything was gross or whatever, like I could constantly be editing. And I feel like that's something I've done really well with, 
with their toys and everything is I've constantly edited it. Like even now that my son's three, like there are certain things that all three of my kids loved and they're really, I mean, they're super hard for me to let go and they don't want to let it go. So those are things that I'm going to box up and save for when we're grandparents. And they're like, if they have kids over, like we have those couple, I mean, they're, they're very purposefully picked. Like my kids would just keep everything, but I'm like, no, like these were super special ones. These like big animals that do whatever, but I I'm constantly going through all of those things, which helps. So that's major, but having some sort of like cubed storage system is great. You definitely want to invest in quality. You want to invest in quality bins. Kids are grabbing these things and moving them around so much that they can get just destroyed so quickly. So it's kind of deciding like, okay, do I want things that can easily be destroyed for less money now? And then in a little bit, I'll invest. It's kind of like knowing how you want to put the money towards that, but really having a designated like organization solution to be the home base for all of your toys. If there isn't like a closet space that goes off of it, if there is a closet space with a shelf and rod, that's how our playroom was in our last house. And I basically kept one little area that had the rod and we did their, um, I did the top and bottom rod and that's where their dress up step was like different, like play step. So I utilized what already existed there. And then I even put storage units inside of the closet to be able to close the closet. So that's a way to gain more space in the room. Another thing that I think is super important is having a designated area for an adult to sit. Because that is something that is so quickly forgotten. And then you're in there sitting on this like little <laughs> chair that you're like, okay, this is like one sneeze away from collapsing under me. And it just encourages you to hang out in there longer. You're not like having to constantly be on the floor. But I think having a rug, an activity table, and a storage solution is a great foundation. And you can expand from there of like, okay, maybe it's a two-seater. Maybe there's just like a beanbag for a parent to sit in. I mean, whatever. And then of course, you know, having fun with it and, and being playful. I think our kids are only little for so long. And I know everybody has their style preferences. I mean, I've been in kids' rooms that don't look like kids live in there at all. They're very mature and elevated. And I'm very much the approach with my kids of like, you know, things can be totally crazy colors. Like, let's have fun with it because this is, it's such a short season. Like all three of my kids have the most obnoxious jumper. This thing couldn't collapse. It just was this, I mean, it was clanky and they all loved it so much. And I can't even believe I was sad when we got rid of it. But I remember thinking like, we're going to have this for so long and like, we're already done with it. And it took up so much space, you know, while each of the kids was using it, but then it didn't, you know, like in people's garages, they have the different, you know, scooters or strollers or electric cars, like things you can't just like put it like, you know, the electric cars, you can't just hang up on the wall and like pull it down when you want it. But it's so short that you have that. So sometimes it's just, you're sacrificing spaces, but it's not for long. You're sacrificing for the season. Like you mentioned the cube bins. Are there any other products that you find yourself constantly going to, like to organize? Oh, a bajillion. And a great place to look would be our feed. I feel like we're constantly just using so many of the same products all the time. And a lot of them are accessible on Amazon. I know that that's one issue with our international followers is like, okay, great container store. Like, where do we get that? For kids too. So there's different cube bins. I mean, bajillions of options, Amazon, Ikea, I mean, all over, which is great. Another great thing for kids is just clear boxes. 
clear like shoe boxes, but they come in so many different sizes because you're able to stack. You're able to take advantage. And they can see what's in it. And they can see what's in it. And you can see what's in it. Like I just was looking at two yesterday that had like kinetic sand and Play-Doh in each of them. And I'm like, okay, these are dried out. It's like, I'm constantly doing that because, because it's in my face too. It's not like my kids are like that next level of like, oh, these ones are no good. Sometimes my <laughs> yeah. six-year-old, she could run this house. But just being able to constantly get rid of things that, you know, they're not using or, I mean, I feel like we're just always going to go through stuff and get rid of the toys that drive us nuts. Like my girls made their own slime the other day and put them all in containers and like tried to keep them all. And I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we haven't gotten to slime yet. I'm like, Ugh, I don't uh, know if I want to introduce that. with so much caution. Like my husband is anti-slime, anti-glitter, anti-Play-Doh. Like it drives him nuts. So if like if they're doing it, it's more with me. But they were playing Kinetic Sand. I had a company Zoom on Monday that was like six hours long. And my sister-in-law, who's my assistant, was here. And so she was like, I had them order a whole bunch of activities to do. Just like up on, I added like an art table for them in our playroom. And I went upstairs at the end of the day. And there had been like a kinetic sand, like food fight of sorts. <laughs> I, I'm like still finding sand just like everywhere. Where I'm like, again, that has nothing to do with like being organized, like it was just my kids were crazy. And now I'm like, okay, this toy, I just, I toss the whole thing. I'm like, no. Whoever gets you kinetic sand, you know, automatically doesn't like you if they get it for you as a gift. Well, this has been super informative. Lots of great tips. Where can people find you? And are you going to open a reorganize in Toronto? How awesome would that be? I can't tell you how many different people have reached out in Canada, whether wanting to work for reorganize if we expanded Canadians love their organization. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have a really big Canada following. And I've actually never been to Canada, which is super sad. Oh, no. My husband's been once to Banff and like fell in love. He was just like sending me like a moose pick every five minutes. Vancouver is the most probably similar to because you're from Southern California. Yeah. That's probably the most similar. And it's like beautiful. So where's Toronto? Are you like on the right side? So we're right above like New York. Okay. Is that where like a lot of people speak French? I probably sound so stupid. French is like the second language in Canada, but it's mostly in Ottawa and Northern Ontario. So okay, so not even like we learn French in school, but in Toronto, it's not like a lot of people speak French. You don't hear it, but we learn it in school. Like you guys learn Spanish, right? Spanish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing. So well, if I ever go to Canada, we will need to get together. I would love a reorganized Canada. Let's do it. Yeah. No clue what goes into that, but I'm so <laughs> down. Um, definitely expanding markets is not for the week. It has been super interesting to do just because, you know, someone like me obviously likes controlling certain things and I feel very disconnected, but it's really just having the amazing team, which I don't think I've ever met a not amazing Canadian. So that already starts off great. <laughs> We can be found on Instagram. I would say that's our main, main platform. Reorganize. It's a play on my name, Ria. So it's R-I, Organize. I'm vowing to get into TikTok 2022. Yeah, I'm going to hold you to that and I'm going to be both, on the lookout. I'll just know it's trending and then I'll just copy you. And that's okay. where I struggle because I, wa- I want to personally do the TikToks of like just me. But then I'm like, is that on brand for Reorganize? But then on Instagram, I share a lot personally. So I wasn't sure if I should like have a personal TikTok where I get to like get weird or if I should bring that to reorganize. 
You could have like your own, like Rhea Safford, and then you can have a reorganized TikTok where you can have like employees shoot content from different jobs and you can just like chop it up and yeah, put it out there as like, you know, they have all like the clean talk accounts, like all the cleaning, same thing, but for organizing. Yes. See, I need, and I think I'm just like intimidated because it's already a thing to where Instagram, I started this business like at the front end of like organization Instagram. So I'm like one of more like the top runners for that. And I like being there. And at TikTok, I'm like, oh, like you're starting like, over. Like that one, like, how y'all doing? Yeah, just like, here I am <laughs> trying to join the party. But 2022, I've got to do it. Yeah. I love them so much. And the thing is, you make a TikTok, you repurpose it as a reel on Instagram. See, we've been like, our reels have been doing really good. Well, there you go. Should I put the reels on TikTok? Can you do that? You can download them and put them on TikTok. That's what I need to do. I'll do it. Seriously, if I'm not doing it, just tell me. And I did make a Rhea Safford one. And now I can't figure out what the login is. And it keeps creating new accounts off of like my Google and Facebook. I'm like, no, those weren't the ones. But for how much I'm on it, I need to be contributing to it because it's getting to be a problem. Well, I'll look out for your TikToks. So no pressure. Please do. do. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. It was really nice to be able to chat with you. Yes, thank you. This was awesome.